0: Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 123, that's one, two, three, folks, of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as True Mr. Six, and that fella over there... It's Andy, a.k.a. D-E-L-A-Y. What? (laughs) D-E-L-A-Y. Delay. Delay? Is there a delay? Delay delay there's a delay we're gonna talk on what? about it later oh i'm with you Jesus. the big I news was, the hot news i was slow on that one wasn't i
1: you, you're not very well i let you off he's groggy slow in the head the everyone
0: yeah it's like cotton wool up there folks and that's just his hair indeed <laughs> <laughs> uh i'll have you know the consistency of this hair is luscious it's like like farrah Fawcett is jealous of my hair Okay.
1: <laughs> I'll believe you.
0: Millions wouldn't. Well, they should because it's the truth. Ain't no fake news around here about my hair.
1: Headmaster of Hogwarts.
0: <laughs> I think I put that conversation in you there. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember which bit. I forget sometimes because we do so much... I mean, we're literally 30 minutes in already. We've only recorded about 15 seconds of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, anyway, here we are then, folks. Once again, two weeks have passed. I know it's been a long, strenuous, arduous two weeks without our voices, our luxurious British tones. Hello. Oh. God bless me, governor. <laughs> But we have returned, those of you in need of new content to do things like send your babies to sleep, we have arrived. (laughs) Send your babies to sleep? Yeah. Gosh, you don't, sometimes you don't pay any attention. Did you not see the whole thing about Nick saying that my voice helps you send his baby to sleep? Nick Wally? Yeah. That passed you right by, didn't it? (laughs) Was that on
1: the Discord or was that on Twitter? On the Discord. Yeah don't really look, I, I pop up once a month, have a little look,
0: <laughs> see what's keep going your hand on, in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> keep my name in lights, but okay, I got it, so we, we, we send him to sleep, or you send him to sleep?
0: I'm not sure whether he meant both or just me, um, I'm often overlooked as the sidekick indeed it's it's one of life's major tragedies <laughs> i'm like the drummer I? i'm like the drummer of coldplay who knows who he is He's, he was in the red wedding but no one knew who he was that's no me. one knew yeah isn't there a stand-up comedian who does a whole bit about the best person to be is the drummer in Coldplay? Yeah, got all that's the money where i got it from but you can walk down the street <laughs> anyway here we are then to talk about dice masters once again um plenty to talk about uh, Where, this week where's my cards yeah well we'll get into that shall we uh, but before <laughs> we do today before Jimmy, we do my name is mr breaker <laughs> <laughs> before we get into all that malarkey let's do the usual segment one uh, and i'll ask you my friend what have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded well, it is preparation time for the UK Games Expo.
1: More about that later. Uh, but we have been trying, or between me and Chris, we've been trying out modern teams to take to the event. So this is like the gloves are off. Uh, it's been the first time in a good couple of years that we have gone a bit more uh, full bore. Uh, but we've been uh, trying out some teams to take to You know, check out the the meta. We've gone right back in to the top tier meta. And what did I play? I played a God-Catcher-Thor combo team, which was dirty, deliciously dirty.
0: Yeah, although to be fair, I think the Thor bit is uh, a bit misleading because he's there just for the global, isn't it? He is. In fact, I do not own... The Thor, uh, super rare. Uh,
1: however, I do own a beautiful pretendy one that, uh, I got sent from Reg, yeah. uh, and it was the only one I could find. So I just popped it on there. But, um, yeah, the space was meant for the, the, the common, the one with just the, uh, the global on for the discount or the actions because Godcatcher is an action and he gets triggered by actions. So it made sense to do something relating to actions
0: yeah well as i said to you on uh while we were playing if if you liked it or you found yourself using it you could always borrow my copy couldn't you indeed indeed unless i end up using it myself of course
1: of course which you, yeah. you, you may do just, i may do just, just for spite and not use it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so of course a so god catches. so we have dabbled with it i think we dabbled with it when it first came out uh and to, to be fair where it was quite a powerful card we kind of kind of skirted around it and we've you know we've had some games with it but we've not really kind of like i couldn't tell you what the best purchase order for a god catcher team is at the moment however if we practice a few times i may be able to do so however it is proper powerful it's good
0: <laughs> who'd have thought an action that drops a 10 10 token uh, I, would
1: I be, uh, powerful.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah it definitely caught up with me in the end i tried and tried but for all my might, although I made a glaring error early doors in the match. What was, the, what was your error again? Well, so uh, I anticipated that y- you might be playing Godcatcher, or, or more broadly speaking, I anticipate that Godcatcher will be at the UK Games Expo. So I was trying out the common Moira Matagget. Uh Moira, it's not a dream, which uh, makes you uh, re-roll a continuous action die when you field it. Uh, and if you... If you whiff the roll, you put it in news, pal. Uh, And two things happened in this game (laughs) in relation to Moira. Uh, The first was that I got caught out by your force attack.
1: Oh, yes, force attack.
0: Yeah, I missed the fact that Andy had saved the energy back to do a force attack and ended up spending all my own energy. And then I even said at the end of the turn, like, oh, you know, naughty word. I I forgot to save that energy back. And so my Moira got force attacked that first time around. Now, the second time around that i had moira in the field and andy fielded three godcatcher dice Booyah. three godcatcher dice and i said right re-roll them then let's see if this moira does the business and jammy but jammy face over there and he of mythical rolling ability just 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 re-rolled all three in boom just like that like a boss yeah and ended up with because of the way you change your actions you ended up with three godcatchers in the field so she she didn't get a really good a good go as a test as to whether she makes for a decent godcatcher counter or not that you know that 50-50 shot whether it's worth it. Yeah.
1: The 50-50 shot isn't as it's not like guaranteed. It's almost no 50-50. It's 50-50. Shot. 50-50.
0: <laughs> so,
1: huh? Insights there. Well, that, that's what they come for. They come for the ex national champions' insights
0: into the, the game. And searing insights,
1: yeah.
0: 100%. Well, I remember back in the day, there was uh, a Constantine that did a very similar thing that yeah. made you, your opponent re roll actions. At the, I think it was at the end of the roll and re roll step. I want to say anti hero. That sounds right. That sounds right. And I remember using that and having some level of success with it. So that was my thinking. The the other Moira, the rare, removes a a continuous action from the field. But I thought prevention is better than cure, you know. Uh, Removing it's got to be better, surely. Well, yes and no. But so if we think about how you were playing the team, you're looking to chain your god catchers along with your. uh, What was the action you were playing as your other? Um, Thrown brick or something.
1: uh, Power almighty. I think I, oh no, I've got it in the box here. Let's have a look.
0: Power Almighty was definitely one. You had more actions in addition to the Godcatcher actions.
1: Oh, yeah. I was using the Atlantis to cost.
0: Ah, uh, yes. That's right. Yeah. And, and so, and Power of yeah. So you had all these other actions to chain it off. So if if I've got a single Moira McTaggart that I field, I can remove one Godcatcher token, which is fine if you pull it off early game but then in the mid game like we experienced last wednesday if you're then starting to line up your second and third to get your big army of god catches together then she can only remove one whereas the uncommon even though it's a 50 50 shot has the potential to disrupt the whole chain of events do you see what i mean yeah,
1: but it's it's not guaranteed, is it? It's more
0: no, it's sure. But it what else 50. is there? Is, you know, but what else is there? I'd rather a fifty-fifty shot at it than nothing at all.
1: True, you I know. Don't know. I got no doubt uh,
0: for you. No, sure, and equally, you know, there's there's loads of stuff that we use that like rerolls dice and things all the time. So yeah, I don't know, but it was uh, um, I messed up spending all my energy and not saving some back to static field my moira back into the field at a crucial moment and then i mean i just don't know how you do it man there's something mysterious about your dice tower
1: it's all in the edit
0: i need to get it exercised
1: mate i roll the day before and edit it together just <laughs> a, on a little like soundboard type thing
0: I know that's I know that's bollocks because you you simply don't have the technical ability to do it. <laughs> it's it's melanchol. <my> <laughs> you know, I've told you I work in
1: IT and design management, media, social media manager. That's me dealing with all things MySpace and uh, friends reunited.
0: <laughs> friends reunited. Oh my days. So, yeah, you definitely got the better of me. But um, uh, I made it last. I definitely... um, Yeah, it was a good, solid game. Like, I, 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 what what else do you want? You didn't have
1: anything really to kill me. You just had every counter to any possible meta win condition.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was playing Hope Colossus. We've not mentioned to the listeners there. I was playing the Hope Colossus, the rare Colossus Pyota that does the two points of damage for every character dice of level two or higher in the field. So for this kind of first draft of the team, I thought, right, well, I'll just put in a load of control and then whatever I'm putting out in the field that I'm planning on camping there, I'll drop a hope in as well, copying Colossus. And then the control piece will, in addition to the oppression, will then also serve as some damage at the end of every turn. That was my thinking. And then whatever you brought along, I would buy appropriately. So I had a, uh, I think I had Black Widow Agent, or did I have Mystique? I had one of the damage reducers. You had Black
1: Widow Agent.
0: That's right. For
1: Thor. That, you had something for Becky as well.
0: Well, uh, the, the thing I wanted to try out for Becky, although I'm not fully convinced on this one, but it, again, it was just something I wanted to experiment with, was the uncommon Emma Frost uh, manipulative, and she's the one that uh, lets you re-roll... An opponent's character dice at the beginning of the attack step.
1: Reroll again. Yeah. There's a problem with rerolls.
0: Yeah, well, clearly for me, there is. But, not guaranteed. Yeah, it's more about disruption and annoyance <laughs> than anything else. Just make you reroll all your stuff and anything you can't reroll. Like I put the Gene Grey on that made globals more expensive, for example, and Black Widow to reduce damage. There was a Spider Man on there for removal. Static it was field, such a
1: Chris Williams team.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, Hope and Moira camping in the field for the vast majority of the game just chipped away at you. I think there was a couple of turns there where there was a good four yeah. damage back to back, and it was it was close. It was by no means. Uh, I think the final life count when I hit zero, you you were down to three or four life yourself. Weren't I was
1: you? I was low, and you had you rolled back in. Hope and Moira, uh, both on level one. Yeah, <laughs> I think if you had if you had rolled like a level two for well for on both of them, then I'd have been in serious trouble.
0: Yes, yeah, but then equally the God Catcher team. Even though in that particular instance, I managed to sort of stretch the battle out. Once you've optimized and figured out figured it out more, first three uh, turns,
1: first three turns.
0: Absolutely. Then uh, I've got to equally optimize. But as I was saying, I don't know if this made it to the video, but we certainly were saying it on the stream, that if you optimize your team with a focus to prevent Godcatchers, because what I found was is that there was a chunk of my team against the Godcatcher that was like, well, I don't want to buy a spin-down Spider-Man. That's actually no use to me, because you yeah. can't spin down the Godcatcher tokens. And I don't want to buy, I don't know, whatever else it was, the Emma Frost, because I can't make you re-roll the tokens. Uh, and i don't need to buy a gene well i did try and buy a gene gray to make the globals more expensive because i wanted to run a bit of disruption on you uh the force attack wasn't it that's what i wanted to try and prevent but yeah i was finding myself a bit like well there's like four cards on this team that are not applicable but then if you then target those slots towards dealing with a god catcher team you'll get caught with your pants down against the thor team or uh, you know whatever else uh, Masterball team, a Becky Lynch, whatever, yeah. So, GP. yeah, it, interesting. I'll certainly be keeping a close eye on what's going on in the two-team takedown, which is going on right now, because they're, like, full modern all-out to see what's kind of, you know, what the what's happening in the rock-paper-scissors of those big win conditions. And whether any of the um, sort of Tier 1.5 stuff has been given a boost or a lift as a result of... Dark Phoenix saga, you know the injection of new cards. Indeed,
1: but it was fun. Uh,
0: What did we do the week before that? I can't remember. Oh, you
1: were
0: you were trying out your mimic again. Oh yes, let's talk about mimic. Yeah, because mimic
1: is is. So we had a whole segment. Was it last? I think it was last episode about mimic Calvin. Um, If not, it was the one before. Uh, and uh, certainly it is a interesting card. However, uh, the situation has to be right for it. I do like it. And I know that Relentless Nettles is rocking it, you said, on the two-team takedown. Yeah. So we do need your update, Mike. Do let us know how it fares. Because um it's a cheapy slot. I found my Asker, which means it's a super cheapy slot, as opposed to what I was running it in when I was trying to find that bloody card and it could i mean it's again it's more of a disruption but it's got that potential like if your opponent times it wrong i don't know fields becky but then decides to hold off a turn if you know it, it, if the situation is right then you could end up in a really powerful position and it's quite nice to have to, to kind of make people think but it it can be chest around like you um you know, i think you you fielded a a grell or something, which was pretty much useless for me. Um, yeah. after, you know, your, your main kind of win con and, and made sure that you were, it was copying stuff that just had when fielded effects. And also as you get into the game, you, so like, if you can imagine that usually like the controly pieces are bought first uh, and then the kind of, if, if it's a kind of when fielded win con comes rocking and rolling, you can't copy the when fielded effects because he's not being fielded. So then it kind of falls apart a little bit. But still, cool. I am going to persevere with him on a few more teams, and Mike needs to give us a uh, an update on how he gets on throughout yeah. the two-team tick-down tournament.
0: There were there were a few people who k- came out the woodwork after the segment and said, "Oh, I've got, it. Is a good card. I've given it a try, but they experienced much what you experienced last week. That if you're playing someone like you were playing against me, where it was a largely when fielded-focused team." it's it's not got the strength so it's good if you're trying to copy something that's a while active i suppose but it's not as strong i was playing the riddler with the gambit was what i was playing so if you'd have copied my riddler that was no use to you because you had no means of you know forcing it. well you did actually have had danny moonstar didn't you
1: yeah i mean it's it's, it's cool but it's not great and, th- and that game ended with i think you Demolish me from memory
0: yeah that gambit so the riddler does two points of damage for for when free for your opponent re-rolling dice and then the gambit when he's fielded forces your opponent to re-roll all their character dice so there was just a couple of really big hits wasn't there off the back of that yeah Um, but it was a long setup for me that was the main pain of the situation
1: good though good though Yes, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, so we will be continuing on. Um, not this week.
0: No, no games tonight. Um, I need to get my head down.
1: But over the next few weeks, getting ready for the UK Games Expo and uh, continue on. I have a little tinker here and there. As I said, I found my Asker card, which means suddenly mask ca- characters are becoming more interesting to me. Now that uh, it's well annoying. Do you know when there's a really good card and you know you play with it and it's like, where is, is it?
0: Um, so I found it, so that's good news. Um, Yeah, happens to be all the time. Uh, Speaking of the UK Games Expo, update time. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is actually an update uh, on two levels, because it's an update for the UK Games Expo, but it's actually a broader update for European listeners. Uh, We have been informed uh, just earlier this week that the Dark Phoenix Saga set is now estimated for release in Europe in the last week of June. I stress the word estimated as well. Because, what? Yeah. So I I don't know. I, I, people will immediately be like, well, what's going on? And I don't know the full story. And I'm sure folks could appreciate that there's a certain l- limit to the level of transparency WizKids can have with me with regards to their distribution agreements with Asmodee and stuff. But that's the long and the short of it is that Dark Phoenix Saga is not arriving over here until the last week of June, at the earliest. Uh, I'm choosing my words carefully because we've been reliably informed, he says in speech marks before, (laughs) Uh, and the reliability of the person providing that intelligence has proven shaky at best. So, uh, yeah, that's um, some frustrating and uh, disappointing news for us folks in Europe there especially with regards to the next update I've got. But uh, what that means is for the UK Games Expo is that Dark Phoenix Saga is not going to be with us in time for it to be used at the event. <laughs> yeah, which is a shame. So I've been working on a Colossus Piotr team that I'm going to have to put back in the drawer and figure something else out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a good catcher team, though. You can still tinker with, can't you?
1: I can indeed. I don't have Dark Phoenix. Don't have to worry about that. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, one thing, though, there is sort of some light at the end of the tunnel here because WizKids uh, somewhat acknowledging the fact that this is disappointing news for pl- players coming to join us at the UK Games Expo and also eager for us to engage with the new products are sending me some countertop displays so that we can arrange a Dark Phoenix Saga draft. So the first 16 players registered will be given the option to participate in the draft. The draft packs will be a massively discounted rate. A massively discounted rate? Indeed, yeah. A
1: massively discounted rate. £50 a pop. Yeah. You, no, plus, the, plus
0: the 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 individual draft packs I am talking about. Yeah, me too. Okay. Can't get them in the UK. Well, it's sure. A, um, it's a deal. Oh, it's a steal. <laughs> although there is a bit of small print with that. In order to receive the draft pack at the nominal fee, WizKids insist that you then actually participate in the draft. Yeah. So there is no so there is no ent- entering the core constructed event with a view just to get your draft pack and walk away kind of thing. If you get what I mean. Yeah. They would I, like us to actually then do the draft. They specified it
1: is Dark Phoenix, countertop to place.
0: Well, that's that's a great question. (laughs) It is a good question, have they? That is a great question. Uh, It actually says of the latest products in the email. Okay, so
1: it could be... Okay, I was just thinking it'd be, it would be, <laughs>
0: yeah, if it was Thor. <laughs> Here you go, Chris. Yeah, here's here's your Deadpool uh, two Deadpool gravity feeds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, the um, yeah it's it's Dark Phoenix saga. The, um, uh, because in addition to that, the pricing we we're, we're I haven't got it in hand yet, but I'm allowed to say it. I've been permitted to uh, say out loud. the uh, we're getting a Hellfire Gala organized play kit as well to offer up. Uh, which me and Andy will put our heads together and figure out how that will be distributed. Between each the- other, won't we? Half and <laughs> half, 50-50. It's not quite guaranteed, <laughs> but you know. Yes, well, uh because naturally we'll be first place and second place on the day. 100% <laughs>
1: turn up. You could see... The Hellfire Garden cards. Before we take them home, (laughs) we'll put them on display. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that'll be nice. I'll put me a little in a little cabinet. (laughs) Do you (laughs) want to see it? Five pounds.
0: But (laughs) that's flashbacks there. That's uh, some 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 small amount of uh, sweetening the pill, I suppose. That's a big Uh, sweetening of the pill.
1: End of June, you will get a draft pack early. You get to keep the cards. There's not many, you know, you know, we're not going to take it yeah. back off you. So you're going to get some. It's almost like that preview draft they did at Worlds, only the cards have been released somewhere else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it's not as exciting. And but other than that, we we should call it the UK preview draft of Dark Phoenix Saga. In fact, it has now been named. <laughs> The UK Preview Draft. Saga. So
0: <laughs> the Dark Phoenix Saga Preview Draft.
1: <laughs> preview Draft. There you go. Clickbait, oh days.
0: Yeah. Uh, so there's a little update. Uh, the other piece of updated news, which is kind of more internationally relevant, is the marketing machine around kryptonite crisis for North America has picked up pace. The landing page is up. The social medias is now driving pre-orders and it's looking like it's on track for the US for June I know this is like I've just salt, salt I've kept, in the wound Jim I'm, salt I saying, in the wound. I've, I've just sliced you up and now I'm chucking salt at you yeah but we, we have an international audience. We have to... Uh, but what that does mean is that the official spoiler schedule is now up and running. So there's some cards that have been revealed on that on the very landing page, which will pop in the show notes. And we've begun our spoiler reveals over on the YouTube page and on Brit Roller 6. So if you head on over to YouTube, I've just done a video recently about character card, uh, cards with that do strategies with sidekick character dice. And there is a few interesting Kryptonite Crisis cards in there. Um, we've got the Stun Token article that's just gone up, talking about the reinvigoration of Stunt co- tokens in the Kryptonite Crisis set. I don't like Stun Tokens? No, it was no, it was no accident that I was playing the Stun Token team that time. <laughs> yeah, w- which may just uh, those who do follow our gameplay videos and saw that I played a Stun Token team about three months ago. That's perhaps some indication as to. Uh, how frequently the spoiler rollout got pushed back (laughs) because it was supposed to be well-timed um and then we've got another one going out next week i think on tuesday it's scheduled to go out which is the comic book lore one about superman comic book lore i think with more spoilers with more spoilers yeah spoiler Uh,
1: machine is running
0: yeah so while that's not probably not pleasing news to the ears of our european listeners who are still waiting for dark felix saga that's probably that's pleasing news for our north american friends whoopsie bloody do mm. yeah absolutely uh, and of course whenever i post an article or a video that includes spoilers they're uh, subsequently included on our uh, brit roller six or release set spoilers page which contains all the official spoilers we've been provided by WizKids to roll out before the release of the set
1: and whilst you're there, click on all the links on the side, all the little adverty things. Or go through to eBay, or there's lots of stuff you can click on, which will convert you <laughs> onto other pages and make
0: us like half P. Do uh, the- yes. Yeah. It's a real money spinner, man. We're just, you know, rolling in, dough. Just <laughs> making it rain with yep. two P's. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's the updates. That's a lot of updates. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, so, should we get into the um, core segments now? course, c- core, we should. Yeah, okay. Then, Well, uh, two segments for you guys this episode. Uh, in light of the fact that we're putting on the Dark Phoenix Saga draft uh, as part of the kind of extended version now of the UK Games Expo event, we're going to do preview draft. draft a little segment around drafting and the drafting of the set. Uh, and then just to wrap up, we've got the, uh, so we're circling back around to the unsung heroes with uh, a pick of the week. You might remember we when we did the mimic segment a couple of episodes back, uh, I had a second one. Uh, ready to go and then chose not to discuss it because we banged on about mimic so long uh so we're going to circle back around to that one and talk about that card today as well and with all that said and done because this has been a really long intro that should bring us to the close of the episode so should we get a crack on my man let's crack okay uh on to the next segment then yes welcome back then folks and so with the dark phoenix saga drafting that's been taking place across the world uh and with the upcoming dark phoenix saga draft that we are now offering as part of the uk games expo experience we thought maybe let's have a little bit of a conversation about drafting dark phoenix saga the what draft the dark phoenix saga draft
1: the what draft say it
0: say what the uk
1: preview draft of dark phoenix saga
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Sure, that thing. Uh, Big it up. Right. Roll up, roll up. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, uh, some thoughts about drafting. You got any thoughts about drafting Dark Phoenix Saga, my friend? I don't really like drafting.
1: (laughs) On to the next segment. (laughs) Yeah, that's helpful. You just said
0: said big it up.
1: (laughs) Um, What are my thoughts on drafting? I've only done it a few times. And it's really hard. (laughs) Give me some help, Dice Masters retro wizard dude. (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, there's a couple of things, I suppose. There's two ways. There's the the broad, wider experience of drafting, uh, and then you've got kind of things to look out for, I suppose, more specifically within the Dark Felix Saga set. You go with basic actions as well, don't you, from the draft pack now? Yeah, that's right. So in your draft pack, you've got your three basic actions, and you then choose your two from there. And then you've then you've obviously got the pack that you've opened uh, and you follow the usual drafting process of you know, selecting one and then passing it along and choosing one from the next batch that comes to you uh, until all cards have expired uh, and then you make your best eight team out of what you've plucked. My tactic was always to ch- choose the
1: basic action Blink Transmutate. Uh, why, why was that? Can't remember. Give me a second and I'll find, I'll remember what Blink <laughs> Transmutate did. Probably
0: because it's a bit of a win con- condition, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was, um, use only after blockers are assigned. Each of your blocked character dice deals one damage <laughs> to a defending player in addition to normal damage. So, yeah, so your blocked characters deal one damage to your opponent. Uh, so I used to take that and then buy the cheapest characters possible and just throw them repeatedly. <laughs> yeah and um, try and win that way but there are i suppose the way to to look at drafting on a more serious note is to look at the more common cards that you're more likely to see and be prepared and know what's going to be good
0: yeah for sure i mean your fundamentals remain the same of course you're looking for a win condition you're looking for ramp to you know do your shopping uh you're looking for nice bits of utility and control but then further to that you're absolutely right there's something about what you are more likely to be laying your hands on or understanding what what's in the common and uncommon card pool that's going to have a stronger presence but uh, i mean i've certainly known drafts in the past where i've opened my first bundle i've seen a card straight away i think that can be a win condition or i can structure my draft around that so i'll just grab that now and go with it in the knowledge that supporting cards or nice combos that would work with that win condition that I've plucked out, as you say, exist in the common rarity in in the uncommon rarity, so the likelihood of getting my hands on what I need is higher.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah. if you pull a super rare or one of those full-up basic actions, then that's going to be your pick regardless, isn't it?
0: Well, uh, yeah for sure. <laughs> but what I will say is in the past people have talked about this idea of like, you know, will you draft for the super rares and then you draft for the rares that you need for your collection. And then you just make a team or whatever and play. And that's been, you know, a viable option for sure. But in this set, a large proportion of the super rares, if you pulled them, not only is it your pick because it's a super rare, but it's also your pick because it's a just a damn fine pick to build your team yeah. around. Fair. You know what I mean? If you pulled um yeah, you know, obviously your jubilees, your master molds, your Landras, your super rare DeKens uh, of the world. These are all strong potential teams that you can draft yeah. about. I'd also argue things like your in in the instance of a draft, your super rare Cyclops, your super rare Wolverine has more value. Your Uh, the Magneto, obviously, is a great one to structure a Brotherhood and Evil Mutants team around. So, yeah, while you joke, in in this set in particular, yeah, grab the Super Rares, because not only are you getting a Super Rare, but you could build a team around your Super Rare in the vast majority of instances.
1: Yeah, I think just having a look at the Dice Coalition, there's so much X-Men. I mean, Brotherhood's there, but where there's so much, I mean, it would either be that you'd, I'd be inclined to either build an X-Men team or a brotherhood slash villain, maybe to fill it in, but mostly a brotherhood of evil mutants team. Because not only is there a lot of each affiliation, but also a lot of the cards play to that affiliation strength or, you know, it has like things like team watch or uh, abilities that play well with others of their affiliation. Would that be a good, viable
0: tactic? (sighs) Well, it, it it would, and it wouldn't. There's risks involved with that. Uh, I mean, you're right. That in any set, there's these little internal kind of tribal archetypes that are good for structuring your draft around. And I'd argue that the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is is a damn fine choice. Rarely, the they? there's less. Yeah, that uh, that's exactly what I was about to go on to say. Yeah, uh, the frequency of getting the cards may be your issue, especially if if there's eight of you drafting and there's two of you decides that that's the direction you want to go in. You might find it then more challenging to lay your hands on the key cards that you need. And the other thing as well to bear in mind is some of the more powerful uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants combos exist at the higher end of the rarities so uh the saber tooth that gives them thats a bit of a mini bard type thing that gives them all a stat bump uh when he attacks is a rare and the the mystiques i would argue the the better mystiques are the super rare and i'm just having to think is it the uncommon or the rare i think it might be the uncommon actually i'm thinking Um, of
1: mystique when Mystique is active, Brother Character dice are free to field. Uh, Energize, you may field a Brotherhood character die for free.
0: Oh, you could make use of either of them, really. But you, you get the idea. So it's definitely one of the kind of internal archetypes within the set that you could draft your team around for sure. If you if you but
1: pulled that Mystique or that Magneto, uh Super Rares or even some of those, you know, if that was in your starting hand, you would be tucking that to one side and like going for that those Brotherhood cards even if they're a bit naff.
0: Yeah. What you might find, though, is that in the process of drafting, you've sort of backed yourself into a bit of an inflexible corner. Sounds fun. Well, for sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's the same with other things that might catch your eye. Like, I think uh, founder in a constructed setup is something that you might just play for casual fun, but it has a little bit more life in the drafting context. But again, the card pool of founder-related cards that you might want to Try and draft are less frequent because there's only you know six characters in total. Um, some of the better founder cards are at the higher end of the rarities, so you might find it a little bit of a struggle. But it's it's a viable little internal archetype to, to work around. Whereas some of your kind of more wider stuff might be a better way to go. Yeah, I was just having a you know? look. Yeah, founders mm, that would be risky. Cool. Yeah, um, what I else? mean like a broad a, like a broad X Men team for example. If you if you get your hands on one of the kind of bombs, like uh, like the re-roll Gambit or the re-roll Psylocke or the reroll Storm or the rare Cable, you know, any of the kind of big bomb characters, then you can structure your team around a kind of very generic sort of, x team that just relies on the bomb in fact it doesn't even need to be x-men specific because they don't reference the affiliations as you first pick out of your main pack if you select the bomb you can then just kind of go for whatever nice stuff suits you there's flexibility in the choices then yeah
1: flexibility is good i'll just have a quick look at the kind of keywords on there and uh, you have got a got a few overcrush not that many i think that just 11 i was just you know just for the kind of basic kind of i'm not really sure what i'm doing let's get a kind of a team together uh, and um certainly the common colossus which hopefully you'd see spinning around would definitely be one i'd be picking up just for the uh, you know its a five cost fist overcrush with eight attack on his level 3 that on its own you know there's ways and yeah. means that you can chess around overcrush but your opponent isn't going to, you know, it's one of those things your opponent isn't going to have access to all the cards to choose from, so they might not get it. So that might be a um, a good one to to pick up if you see it. Or the Gladiator yeah. Uncommon, again, with Overcrush.
0: Yeah, for sure. Or even the smaller Overcrusher. There's a, a two-cost beast that uh, is lower-statted, of course. Uh, he's like two, two or three attack on across different levels. Um, but he's just a two-cost fist with Overcrush. Which, in the wider scheme of a draft, maybe especially where people have wide fields with sidekicks and things, could be a good way to go.
1: Yeah, because you have to remember that who you're playing against might not have a
0: a counter to overcrash. Yeah, absolutely. Or you may have pulled uh, something like um, the the front line in your basic action selection. You know that gives your unblocked characters plus three attack. And you just put your opponent in these difficult choices, where it's like, well, you can either block the—I mean, these bishop uh, bishops, not bishops, these beasts—and they'll they'll hit you for one or two each. You're know, blocking with your sidekicks, yeah. But then these other ones over here will go through more, or not. You know what I mean? Like, just put put these these pressure points in, I like the front um, yeah. Also, your basic actions—I mean, that, that that your basic actions can definitely drive. Your drafting choices in Dark Phoenix Saga as well. Like, if you pull a Living the Dream, then you might immediately consider grabbing a loyalty token character, you know. And in an ideal world, you want a, like a Moira or a Magneto that are easier to accrue loyalty counters on. Uh, not Magneto, Madeline Pryor, I'm thinking of actually. Uh, one of the low cost ones that could accrue loyalty counters. But uh, you'd go for any loyalty counter card that crossed your way. To make you live in the dream work.
1: 100%. I think I'd say that basic actions, although obviously your opponent gets access to them as well, uh, would be a, I don't know, I feel that you read the card text more for drafting because of, of the limitations it has. So often basic actions just become a slot for a prep uh, global Yes. Um, or, or some kind of utility global, but you can actually do something with it. And especially if, if you gear your team around it, like Chris said, uh, and your opponent might not have anything that could be worthwhile, then that is a nice and, and simple way to, uh, to make sure your team is effective. I think the the struggle that I've had with when I've done it is that there's the, the, the time limit and the, uh, restriction cards are just like, ooh, I hope I don't put together something really crap
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that that does boil down to the your level of card knowledge going in yeah that's definitely the case like for example i, I think in drafting dark phoenix saga i think there's something about building like mutant hate teams there's a few cards like the radicalization basic action that deal three damage to brotherhood and x-men characters there's a master mold that i think does two damage to all brotherhood and i'm just scrolling down the Team builder now to try and find the specific one I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, the common one when fielded deal two damage to all X Men and Brotherhood character dice. Or you've got the villain with Dark Phoenix, which does uh, you know there's a, any one of them would be handy in a draft just for the ramp potential. But uh, also the game text as potential win conditions if you can ramp up to them. Uh, so I actually think there's something about avoiding the affiliations and going around the theme of like the mutant haters. You know what I mean? Because you know full well that the other teams are going to be made up of X Men and Brotherhood of Evil Mutants characters. You then load up on the villains uh, like Dark Phoenix and Master Mold. It was Once another one I was to get left over. Yeah, the the I think in the grand scheme, people might overlook. Well, not now, probably because yeah, told everyone. Sure, but um, but they might overlook because the sexier stuff like founder and loyalty tokens and brotherhood of evil mutant teams or you know gladiator Lilandra overcrush combos although gladiator and Lilandra overcrush combo would avoid that because they're she are aren't they they are pineapple chunks yeah however i'm just thinking there's i th- there's other teams you could build in there i, I mean of course you've got the ronin accuser supreme intelligence combo as well that you could go for ain't no one going to be picking that <laughs>
1: That's where that's where
0: legends are made, isn't it? Yeah, although there was a combo I was thinking about with that. There's there's a card in set or a couple of cards in set that let you gain life. I can't. Oh, I wish I'd uh, noted it down.
1: Don't bother. It's all right. Trash. It's one of the worst things Wizards have ever done. Fact searing insights right
0: (laughs) (laughs) however going back around to my original point there's stuff that targets x-men and brotherhood characters um that you could sort of make a little bit of a team about so dropping one of those master molds and doing two damage to a whole field of x-men and brotherhood characters along with a radicalization basic action that you can buy and use to ko opposing characters but if they buy would do no good against you because all your guys are villains or non-affiliated and there's stuff like uh, Vulcan. He's not got an affiliation. And there's the kind of mini Venom version. While Vulcan is active, uh, making the opposing non-fist characters minus two defense and stuff. So yeah, I, th- I think there's something about kind of like what I call the mutant hate team.
1: Nice. I'm just going to hope
0: for that common
1: Colossus and overcrush. Sure. When in doubt, overcrush. That make a good T-shirt.
0: <laughs> when in doubt over crush. i'll add that one to the i like, yeah. love it when your bag burn <laughs> <laughs>
1: get that off to the printers um cool drafting so i like what i'm going to do in preparation to the uk preview draft of uh, dark phoenix saga there's uh,
0: just one more one more final point oh more. Before, you, before you wrap us up yeah just ramping you don't forget your ramp so you want to be looking at Stuff like um, the Deadpool that is draft-specific and gives discount to a character during draft. Uh, that's number one draft pick that one's called. Obviously, the Dark Phoenix for ramp. But in the context of the draft, cards that you might dismiss normally that give you a bit of prep, you shouldn't dismiss in draft. So your beasts, your Dickens, your magics that yeah. give you a little bit of extra prep
1: the rare and super rare
0: Wolverine where you can get the basically, what is it? Atlas global. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they are Magneto's villainous pats and stuff, you know, yeah. For the prep global. So yeah, that was just one other final point that I had in my head prepared for this. Nice.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now you can do your wrap up. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I would say that I would be looking at the that dice coalition, team builder and just taking a read through we can't see the cards in our hands yet um to kind of go through our binders uh we can have a through, see what's out there have an idea of what's good but don't focus on one card i remember when it was a civil war one wasn't it at the the first uk games expo we went to although you had to leave because you went on holiday
0: yeah Um, yeah i wasn't there for the draft
1: and i remember like i know that that the nitro from it was really good uh so i was like oh that's a good idea and then I didn't see it, and I was all a little bit befuddled and muddled. So I just—it's took- <laughs> <laughs> like, where's Blink mutate? <laughs> Let me grab it quick. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, have a good idea, and overview of what the cards do. See what crops up, uh, and then you have to react at the time, and that's the skill. That's the, that's the skills in it to uh, put together a team out of a bunch of cards that you also want to try and get the rares and super rares. Yeah should be fun, though. I'm looking forward to it. We'll be seeing you there. Don't forget, if you want to come to the UK preview draft of Dark Phoenix Saga, that's right, the UK preview draft, it's exciting, um, then you need to come to the UK Games Expo. You need to get a ticket for the UK Games Expo, and then you have to get a ticket for the modern constructed tournament. As a little thank you, we will let you be a part of this epic, epic event.
0: There you go, there's your big up in action. Isn't it? Yeah. It's just gonna uh, be all right. RJ Retro. RJ Retro. Okay, well let's uh, move on to this uh, third and final segment then, shall we? Okay. Okay. Yes, okay, welcome back then, folks. And as I mentioned in the intro, this is a pick of the week, but it's also kind of a bit of an unsung hero because this was the card that we had stacked up for our Second unsung hero when we did the segment a couple of weeks ago. This was my pick, although it sort of subsequently turns out that since I kind of wish I had brought it up because people have been talking about this card. Where further re, reinf- further was reinforcing. Sorry, where is that MySpace? Was it? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, and the card that I wanted to just briefly discuss was Jubilee Fireworks. Uh this is the rare uh three cost bolt with the X-Men affiliation and she reads While Jubilee is active, when you spend energy from an X-Men die to use a global ability or field a character, deal one damage to target opponent or character die. And she's not two one, one three three and two four three. Same
1: old Jubilee dice.
0: Yeah, sure. Um now the reason it came up is because uh our man J Luchero is using this card in his two team takedown team. And there was some debate over uh, how the use of energy from an X-Men die. You know, if you're on double energy uh, to pay for globals, how that would it result in? Uh, So if you use it to pay for two energy to pay for a, two cost global I think it was I I wasn't following the rules lawyering all that closely whether it would be two damage or one I think was the debate but it had kind of come up in a combo that Jay Lichero was using and then in a conversation I was having with Mike Relentless Nettles hi Mike hello Mike Uh, we were talking about Jubilee with Iceman uh, and he's running a Jubilee with Iceman with a view to use X-Men bolt characters to feed into his wand global in the attack step to ping damage it on his ice wand. Man. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's how he rolls. So, uh, yeah. So it has actually been around. Um, it appears that other people are as capable as me of reading cards and considering them valuable. <laughs> Amazing. I know who'd have thought it, who'd have thought it. Oh, It's super strong, pe-
1: isn't it? It's super strong
0: yes yeah absolutely well i mean just alone uh, taking out any of these kind of combo potentials uh, it's just an opportunity to ping your opponent for one yeah, you know right. what i mean
1: yeah so how would you i mean i envisage it working that you get the jubilee out nice and quick nice and quick for your three cost when active so like literally like your first term purchase
0: uh, and then loads of cheap x-men Yeah, absolutely, maybe with a clay face in the mix so that you can you know, spin spin them in on the energy face, and then it's just about a good choice of global. So one thing I was thinking about with that Iceman combo, for example, I know Mike has gone for the the wand combo, Uh, but I was looking at, like, uh, what's that basic action? Uh, Shield, you know, the pay a shield for plus one defense. Is it shield?
1: Yeah.
0: With uh, <laughs> it is called Shield. Yeah, I'm sure it's too, shield yeah. basic action. It's from Troubling Water Waterdeep. Pay a shield. Target character that gets plus one defense until the end of turn. And so, just like plowing, you know, an outrageous number of shit. So, you, so you, Iceman is basically never losing because he's gaining a defense. Then you're pinging him for one to ping your opponent for two. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, that was something that I was looking at um but you could just i I mean she's a death by a thousand cut strategy in her own right isn't she
1: she is i'm thinking like i just had a quick look see there's 12 different x-men affiliated characters in the dark phoenix saga set with energize i've not read all of what they do other than the fact that you would assume that they all do something to benefit you so, usually me and most of them are pretty low, a few higher costs on there, but some quite low cost ones as well. So you get the, get her out, get, roll the other char- X-Men characters, use their energize effect, then use their energy to do a global and ping your opponent for another one.
0: Yeah. Uh, and with the right, right selection of globals, you could do several damage in a turn. And so I was looking at, you know, I use a lot of mass globals. Yeah, um, For a variety of things. And there's, uh, obviously, Danny Moonstar immediately springs to mind as a low-cost mask character. Uh, there's a beast from uh, the X-Men Forever campaign box that was a low-cost mask character, although I can't remember his game text at all. Kang. Uh, well, Kang, won't, he's not an X-Men, is he? He needs to be an X-Men character to Kang.
1: <laughs> it's a cheap mask.
0: <laughs> okay, we've got Silox and stuff, but you, yeah, you could then use... Kang. Roll them in as energy and. Um, what about Kang? <laughs> are, you having a, are you having a nervous breakdown? <laughs> Most <laughs> have you nights. Like, have, you, have you got some like strange Marvel villain version of Tourette's? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanos! Thanos!
0: <laughs> Kang!
1: What, Kang! What about. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about Kang? i must have missed a bit where it said about x-men other than the fact that i knew that because i googled it well, <laughs> well i didn't google it i searched it and then found all the different x-men characters <laughs> but other than that kang would be quite good if He was next. red skull <laughs> sure cool kang anyway bit- no
0: <laughs> is there a, a that's a global that makes a character an x-men Well, there is radicalization, but it wouldn't work in this instance. Why not? Because you make the the character die, gets the affiliation, not the character card. Oh, well, that's Kang. So you couldn't, because if you're rolling, you want to roll your Kang in on energy, don't you? Yeah. So you couldn't, yeah, wouldn't work. You can't make it
1: an X-Men in your reserve
0: pool. No. Sorry, dude. Sure about that. Laurie, eh? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm certainly I'll tell you the same as I've just told you faux oh, shizal but of course let's not forget stuff like your favourites the pump globals you could just House, you know yeah. you could just uh, what is it fists or bolts they usually are aren't they yeah uh, so just uh, for no effect, you might just like go right see that character there I'm adding one two three to them with these three fists from these beasts I've just rolled that'll ping you for three enter <laughs> <laughs> do you you know, not even do anything with the with the pump global? It just exists as a engine to plough your global energy into. Or even, even better, like your uh, your generic global stuff as well. I was thinking, uh, what's that action that... Uh... Is it Kang? No. <laughs> I've just completely fizzled out. What's the action we were using to move sidekicks from the use pile? Counter-Strike. 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 Yeah, because that's just one generic, isn't it? Xanathar. Yeah, so well, Xanathar. Generic. Yeah, there you go, uh, Xanathar. So, uh, like your generic energy stuff would be even better, wouldn't it? Generic energy globals. Yeah, but every, every time you use it, have. Yeah, and every time you use it, you're just firing a ping over at your opponent. Nice. So, or characters. Don't forget, she can target characters as well. It's um, good. Yeah, so I think there's potential. Now, I don't know whether it's particularly competitive outside of tying it into a competitive combo because it'll take many turns, but if you set it up in the right way to snowball, like we were talking about the Jubilee that I was using the other week that pings when you field a bolt character. Um, And we said back then, like it doesn't feel like a lot, but then as you start to accrue more bolt characters and you start doing your, your process of KOing them and refielding them, it starts to You know, the size of the snowball just grows and grows and grows as it goes down the hill. The same could apply here.
1: Uh, It's got a feel of a Jubilee character, and a lot of the Jubilee characters do the the, the ping damage. And, it's it's, again, it's in a way that the way I'd like them is because they, like, soften up so that you don't have to go for the 20 hit. So, like, you do stuff. And there's another Jubilee, I think, when you feel stuff or whatever. And so you can use this to soften up your... um, Your opponent even if you do like three four five but then suddenly when you're going in for that main that you know your main hit you're not looking for that big 20 punch you're only looking for 15 which is 75 percent more achievable absolutely yeah it's 50 50 but not guaranteed um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that that's a lot of the jubilees like this and this one is definitely the same you can get a few x-men out with a plan i think you would need to have a plan albeit a basic one with the uh, common colossus who also has energize you know so you could have jubilee out roll colossus get energized chip away at your opponent he comes round again you roll him you field him Bosch he's going over you've done a bit of damage it finishes it off so it's nice it's got that theminess that kind of not that i know much about a character i'm not going to admit to be an expert, but she shoots fireworks out of
0: her fingers doing ping damage. Absolutely.
1: It's quite theme-y to the character.
0: And, of course, a couple of weeks ago, we were going to talk about it because I suppose what what we were concerned is that this one would be overshadowed by the super rare.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those ones where they've, they've bunched all the good onto one person. The Constantine effect, I think it is known. In
0: yeah, Ju- in Jubilee gets wide. a lot of love, actually. There's a big Jubilee fan somewhere in WizKids HQ. Same person, I bet, who likes Black Widow. <laughs> probably. And Cyclops. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and Wolverine. Well, yeah. has got loads of them. Captain America, but yeah. But yeah, Storm. There's quite a few Storms, isn't
0: there? Yeah, well, I happen to know, actually, that Jimmy is the Storm fan. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, uh, I happen to know that. All right, well, there we go. There's Jubilee Fireworks, folks. So uh, if you've been out and about, you've played with it, given it a go, then get in touch. Give us the rundown of what you played, how it worked, what combos you've been using it in. Uh, both Mike and Jay would love to hear from you guys as to how your Jubilee Fireworks cards are going in the two-team takedown. Is it punching well in the meta? Uh, in the more competitive meta but hopefully that's uh, an interesting suggestion for any of you out there looking for some ideas something to build a team around for your next you know casual local thing at the end of june <laughs> yeah indeed uh okay the folks well uh let's wrap that one over there and move into the outro well there we are then folks as all things must this episode of the ministry of dice has come to an end and we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it and we did. And we did. bye I bye, was bye. Saying, uh, Yeah, that's it. Wrap it up. I was just saying to Andy, I'm waning. I'm waning. As the night goes on, I find my weird head cold thing harder and harder to deal with. And he said, yeah, you you have been a bit off <laughs> form, but nowhere near as bad as when you get hammered on my extra streams. So- <laughs> and another thing I'd just like to say. <laughs>
1: right, no, we, we don't need to say anything that will offend
0: anyone. I, well, I would dispute the fact that I'm hammered.
1: I would, yeah. To be fair, but you—you you, you definitely. I mean, you talk enough as it is, mate.
0: It's a true story. I can't. I'm not, after I'm, not denying, wine, I'm, I'm not in any state of denial. I entirely get where you're coming from. After, after I'm, just, of wine, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not hammered. I could bar- just see a i could barely get him with my, my verbal nods right like now. <laughs> i had a vision of rafts of people turning up to the stream, going all right let's watch this car crash and being disappointed like expecting me to be like falling off my chair and stuff and it's it's not like that my tongue just gets even looser than it already is
1: however if you are interested in car crash on the twitch uh this saturday which would have gone when you listen to this um so i hope you enjoyed it uh is the next mod extra twitch cast uh, talking about all things movies, it's uh, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Mm. Do you want me to draw your picture? Because it's been emotional. Um, so <laughs> I hope. Well, it's a bit late to tell you about it now. Because if you have missed it, it's already been and gone. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did turn up though, I tell you who will turn up, Donny, right at the end, no doubt. Rock solid, that lad. Rock solid. You know, as yep. soon as you say we're going to wrap it up there, Donnie will say hi in the chat. And there we go. Other than that, we'll be back in two weeks. Do get in touch if you have played with that Jubilee uh, or if you've got anything else you want us to discuss, talk about, give you a shout out. We
0: are willing and able to assist. Uh, anything else, Chris? Yeah, draft standouts. Any If you've been drafting the set, let us know what your, your draft standouts are. Uh, give Andy some pointers before the draft event at the UK Games Expo. That'll be the uh UK preview draft of Dark Phoenix saga he's
1: talking about there, folks. Uh so uh I've been Andy, aka
0: Tumor Six, and that guy uh, over there. And I've been Chris, aka Cottonhead. Kang Supreme <laughs> <laughs> <Spirit laughs> Intelligence. Bye bye bye. Bye-bye <laughs> now. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, I really sorry man, I phased out again at the end then. That's all right. But you picked I, up the slack and that's the I important did. thing did, you
1: notice I felt very professional.
0: Uh well I didn't realise what was going on until you said uh so that's all for the rice I've been Andy, I was like, Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs>